HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Q Drinks, carbonated mixers made for your cocktail. Visit their website at qdrinks.com. That's Q, the letter, drinks.com. Hey, everyone. This is David Tatashore, lead engineer and studio manager of the Heritage Radio Network, and I'm reaching out to ask for your support during our end-of-year fund drive. A contribution in any amount supports our weekly programming and our mission to make the world a more equitable, sustainable, and delicious place. Plus, you'll receive exclusive member benefits like monthly playlists, discounted event tickets, party invitations, and more. So if you like good food and you love good food radio, throw a little dough our way. Make your gift at heritageradionetwork.org donate. Happy holidays from all of us here at Heritage Radio Network. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The blues groove in that rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you some in the end. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Souther Teague. Hey, Souther. Hey, How buddy. you doing, buddy? I'm great. How's your week? It's been awesome. Got to hang out at Speed Rack, do some charity donating, and drink some drinks, and watch some people make drinks real fast. It was a, it was yeah, yeah. Plus, I like how you said that really fast too. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the feeling like, that you get when you're there. Yeah, it was a really fun time, man. Plus, you and I hung out in the daytime before that and went to the Javits Center for the motorcycle show. We did. That was awesome. Not before going to Finale Cafe to have some bison burgers and some Guinness. Sunday was like a really was, great day. It was a great day. It was a really good one. Yeah, speeding great days. Today's a pretty good one, too, right? It's always a great day at Heritage Radio Network. Absolutely. We've got our friend Opie here, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about, well, charity and hey. Heritage Radio. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> our Foley expert in the yeah. Um Speaking of giving to charity, so I'm here to talk about Heritage's member drive. So it's the end of the year. We're looking for people who listen to your show, who love your show, to help the network Keep Step going. forward, the three of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we want next year to be even better than this year. We currently have 34 shows a week, people with amazing passions like cocktails or farming or cheese, whatever. So many awesome things. Um, and so we want to do more. We want, you know, the shows we have to be even better, more awesome hosts, more awesome guests, more awesome events and, you know, exclusive things that only members can get into. So, you know, we want people to donate. Yeah. 
Rad. How do they do that? So they go to heritageradionetwork.org, and on the upper right hand of the screen is a little beating heart. So you just click on the beating heart, and it offers, you know, some denominations. Like if you donate $60 for a membership, you get a really cool pot holder. If you donate $120, you get a T-shirt. But... It doesn't really matter whether you donate $60 or even $5. We think it's really awesome if people give us just a little bit. If you have 10 bucks every month you want to send us, um, you know, it helps keep things going and helps us grow and, you know, keep it awesome. The programming you're enjoying basically for free, you should maybe pony up for. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> you know, free it's for you, but it's not free for We're comping us the to program. We just need a tip. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the beating heart to become a member or donate. And uh, we, all, from all of us here at the station, we really, really, really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Really, yeah. really, really appreciate it. We want to keep it. doing this, so yeah. yeah, help us out. It's the funnest part of my week. Please keep me in business. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for letting me come talk about it with you guys. Thanks, Sophie. Awesome. Good to see you. Good to yeah. see you, too. Yeah, have a great have show. You. Yeah, and happy holidays. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Same to you. Thanks Cheers. so much. We'll see you after. Cheers, cool. guys. And, yeah, I, I, these are two of my favorite women in the world, actually, in the studio today. Uh, <laughs> Opie's leaving, but we have introduced our guests. The lovely and delightful Ann Robinson, a.k.a. Hamster Dance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who is now heading up? What's your what's the title? I should have asked you that before the show. Just head bartender. Head bartender. Yeah. At the new William Vale Hotels, two properties which are on the top floor and the bottom floor, right? Yes, sir. I don't know how to pronounce the bottom floor. Luca. Luca. It's Luca on the ground floor. But it doesn't look like it's spelled Luca. <laughs> <laughs> it does to me. Okay. <clears throat> uh, and then on the top is West. Westlight. Light. On the twenty-second floor. Right. Not an outdoor bar, but a beautiful vantage point terrace. and a terrace. terrace yes there's a terrace and beautiful views like all the way around right yeah amazing it's kind of killer and this is your first time on the show huh it is wow cool welcome thank you <laughs> um yeah so you've got this new awesome hotel uh that you're like, these two properties you're taking care of and head bartending at um why don't and, we for and the- super fresh right like just opened just opened, yeah. Um, I think we're in like our fifth or sixth week at yeah. Luca. We should, then... we should go there after the show. I gotta go to work. Dude, dude, we'll we'll to. schedule it. I don't, <laughs> I don't have to. Right, I'm the boss. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta come by. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I'm embarrassed to say that I missed your whole tenure at at Little Park, which is also the same group, right? Same group, no whole hospitality. Yeah. And same chef, right? Andrew same Carmelini. Same chef, Andrew Carmelini. Yeah. So you're still crushing. Yeah. Amazing. Very, very different uh, style at the hotel than Little Park, but still absolutely delicious. Luca is a very Southern Italian restaurant. Uh, the name Luca is actually, I think, the southernmost city in Italy. Hmm. So that's where that comes from. Uh, I should have known that. <laughs> I look at Italy all the time <clears throat> and its various cities and regions. Um, so, what's the program like? What's your what's your bar program at the? At the are they similar or different? Um, you know, they're they're very different in many ways. I think that my style of program in general is fairly similar. I'm not doing anything too overcomplicated. Trying to keep it pretty simple. I mean, 
there are the occasional like eight ingredient drinks mm-hmm. <laughs> sadly i can't help myself sometimes but uh down at luca it's definitely more bitters forward which hey. you're familiar with uh-huh. yeah so trying to really push all the different amari uh we do a cafe correcto service which is very cool i think that you'd be very comfortable there yeah um I mean, and you know some of that is up we'll at Westlight as well but uh <laughs> A little bit more of a, a fun take on cocktails up there. We have like a root beer float inspired cocktail. We call the College Fund with like a trio <laughs> of, of rums. Uh, yeah, just kind of playing around with uh, some tiki drinks, like more rooftop driven concept, cool. like shandies and like we have a winter shandy on the menu right now with a maro chicharro. So oh my gosh. that and that's up at the twenty second floor. But you know, just kind of. Also talking about how we're still in the same building, still have the same interests. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Very cool. I mean... It sounds like an opportunity to go hang out on the roof, have some drinks, then go down for dinner, then maybe go back up for DJ Steve. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is is alcohol a elevator for vertigo? It's it's an elevator ride. (laughs) Yeah, alcohol (laughs) cures everything. Okay, cool. Uh, And if it doesn't, then bitters do. Yeah, right on. Um, so, So, with the... like. This is like your first like rooftop bar kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a lot of lessons all at once. Yeah. <laughs> Late summer opening. So you've Hadn't gone, really. You've gone from uh, being at PDT for a very long time. Yes. To like you know a dark place with actually kind of similar. Oh yeah, look at that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm very familiar <laughs> so we have with the studio. <laughs> having um, those guys around. <laughs> Um, so what were some of the biggest <clears throat> things moving like you're at PDT for uh, about wow. five years yeah. yeah I was at PDT for five and then I was at Booker and Dax for a couple Woo-hoo. and yeah. even that yeah even that was a very different style and I learned a whole lot which I love and then uh, moving into Little Park I was trying to bring a little bit of both of those styles to the program there um, we of course weren't using centrifuges or anything quite as high-tech as we got to do at Booker. <laughs> but uh, Did Dave don't donate a Spinzol, at least? <laughs> right? <laughs> We're in talks. Okay. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Slowly planting the seeds. Um, but the whole hotel thing, I mean, even though Little Park and Evening Bar are situated in uh, the Smith Hotel, it's much, much smaller and a very different neighborhood as well. Tribeca is vastly different from the area in Williamsburg where the William Vale is right now. So that was a learning experience in itself, figuring out like what kind of clientele we're going to be coming through our doors. Um, we get a lot of neighborhood people, which is awesome. And we get a lot of people traveling from Manhattan to come see us, which mm-hmm. is awesome. We get a lot of the international crowd because I think we're that's, in I think a that's hotel. more and more common these days with yeah. Williamsburg being such a destination space, yeah. you know. And when I lived here about maybe five years ago, it wasn't so much that. Yeah. So yeah, it's you cool might to see. Yeah, you might stay in Williamsburg but then visit Manhattan. But now it's kind of you stay in Manhattan sometimes and visit Williamsburg. It's, yeah. it's crazy switching its gears. Yeah, yeah, we get a lot of people who are like, Oh, so where are you visiting us from? Oh, Upper East Side. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, it's a <laughs> yeah. day trip. Awesome. <laughs> Staycationers, man. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Well, I think that's, you know, <clears throat> we're super lucky that we live in a city that's really well connected to itself via 
public transportation, oh, yeah. and it's easy to move. You know, people I think that don't live here they look at the map and they're a little bit shocked. And but like for us to live here, it's so easy to manipulate yourself through this town. Um, and I think that's great that more and more people are coming. I, I lived in Williamsburg for eight years, mm-hmm. and then finally weirdly got priced out and moved back to Manhattan where it's cheaper. Yeah. Um, so Williamsburg is like the it. Yeah, I'm in Manhattan. It's the shit. <laughs> it's I'm doing the, the reverse commute. Right. Which I is, love it. Got to be, be weird. <clears throat> I think there's really... I, I worked at the... like I helped open like Dirty French in, in the Lolo Hotel Bar. It was I, I took that job when I was working at ZZ's Clam Bar. Because mm-hmm. I'd always... You know, when you read old cocktail books um, and just... Well old recipes old cocktail recipes a lot of them are like they're signature cocktails for a like a lot of the hotel bars mm-hmm. from back in you know like the 19th century and early 20th century mm-hmm. and I've always there, there's like a certain romance that is coming back to hotel bars and hotel like I totally agree drinking, oh, yeah. and, and dining as well um, that has kind of left the like airline industry it's kind of like turned from like because I, I i used to say my favorite bar was you know whatever plane i was in in the sky and now <laughs> it's like i hate fucking flying man um <laughs> but it's really fun to like hang out at hotel bars because like there's so much consideration especially after the kind of like like the idea of like not having like you know union uh Waiters and bartenders who are just right. they don't, they don't really give a shit. Yep. Uh, when you can God. actually have like a like a private business in a hotel that you can just do whatever you want and actually care and like follow through with a, a real vision. I think that's the big difference these days yeah. between hotel, newer hotels that are opening up. They they don't have to be affiliated with unions, which means that they can yeah they can do stuff that matters and that they care about and they can be current. They can be agile and they can move with the trends. I love when hotel guests come in and they sit down. <clears throat> this would happen in evening bar all the time too. That was my first like hotel bar. It's such a hotel bar where it's like got this like dark, sexy like feel in the back. There's this fireplace roaring and travelers come in and they're totally shocked that they can get a really cool cocktail that's maybe a variation of what they drink at home, but or even just a Negroni. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, that's the we we reference it all the time. But that was the Dale DeGroff dream, right? He said he said the goal of this whole revolution is just so that we can one day have a decent. It's very important to note that he just said decent, mm-hmm. a decent Negroni at the Howard Johnsons in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. Like if if we that'll be the win if you can get a decent Negroni everywhere. Yeah. Right. But we like especially here in New York, we're so far surpassing that goal which is great and things like this are great you know I mean it's, it's actually pioneers like the Nomad and, and even even Chris Louder who jumped off to uh, the Four Seasons in Seoul and crushing yeah. like it's, a, it, yeah. it's making these hotels become destinations and I, I love it I mean it's, speaking of like Nomad the same group I mean you know the Suaro and like the Ace and like Palm Springs you know that's and, and that's been happening for a little while now but like yeah. the, and there's like the Swallow and Palm Springs, but like these destination spots where you can actually go to the bar or the restaurant in the hotel. And it's, they're not, not destination spots, but kind of like just like outliers, you know, like I think it's just the fact that it's not a throwaway that makes it so nice. Like yeah. It's not just like, it's not an afterthought. This is yeah, exactly. 
Like, it's this like you're is, staying here anyway. You're so staying you here, so we here. got this thing. <laughs> that'll, you know, sort of half-ass get you there, but you know, you probably want to go somewhere else. Whereas now it's like, no, I'm staying here because this is where I want to go. Yeah, and that's great. Or at least you can say to yourself, I'm staying here because this has this great amenity. I'm going out to do whatever I'm doing, but I'm going to loop back here. This, obviously, this will be my last stop. It's where I'm sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great. And I'm sure you're getting a lot of like accolades and real great business at the last one. This has only been open five weeks, you said. So you're still just right in the beginning. But yeah. like, you're on the show because we've heard new. so much about you. Oh, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dimples. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So speaking of like the uh, the you know Booker and Dax and PDT and these these super iconic like pretty technical bar programs you came from like and then you you said at the top of the show that you're kind of like figuring out how to to create the the programs uh at you know it's been what you said six weeks or yeah i think uh shit <laughs> opened, uh november 6th i think yeah. it was at luca and then uh Westlight, I don't know. I'm a little brain damaged from it, so I can't quite, quite recall. Cool. But all, it was definitely the end of the damaged. summer. Back to back openings. I mean, you were you opened a Little Park and then got it kind of on its feet and running, and then they asked you, invited you over to do this, and you accepted. So, well, you didn't really yeah. get a break in between. You, you said you went on a road no, trip. Um, there was I went on a road trip uh, <laughs> and I came back and finished up my time at Little Park, and I had like a good. Uh, ease into doing the hotel stuff you know we have to i switched over to kind of a daytime schedule writing training program like documents Mm -hmm. and doing all of that stuff that is not entirely my bag but sure gotta do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh then as soon as we started orientation and like that actually took a little while because we our opening got delayed for Westlight for quite a while. and An opening just, getting delayed? What? Yeah, unheard I know, of. unheard of. <laughs> but, uh, you know, especially when it's a brand new building, and it's a very large building, and it's a building with, uh, you know, not only uh, retail space open is going to be opening, there's, like, essentially housing, you know? People have to kind of live there, and, I mean, yeah. they don't actually live there, but... We're building homes for people for who are out of town. And, uh, you know, there's a pool and there's all these different things. We kept getting these inspections that would just keep getting liquor licenses delayed. So I had I had some downtime almost, even <laughs> though I was, like, panicking about what was in the distance. So I had a little bit of an ease into it. And then it was just, like, whiplash as soon as right. Westlight opened. It was, like... Yeah. Go, go, go. Zero to 60, boom. Yeah. And how did the hiring go? How, what, what sort of, what's what's the pool from which you drew? Is there a pool for hotel bar? I mean, I guess Nomad's out there crushing it, but like. Um, you know, I wasn't super involved. Do you want crafty involved. bartenders or do you want <laughs> no, like. It's like a good balance. Friendly, you know. Yeah, what's, what's yeah, you don't want a bunch of assholes walking in and like. <laughs> um, right, so I'm out. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that it's always um, important to think about where someone's experience is, mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily need them to be the most experienced, like veteran bartender when you're hiring someone. Like you know, you don't know what kind of habits are going to be walking through the door. But at the same time, you want someone who understands hospitality and understands how to take care of a guest and knows some of the classics. And 
where there are gaps in knowledge, you want to be able to fill that in and help them out. So uh, hopefully we're going to get like a, a pretty good education like program going for a lot of the team. Um, we've been working at that. I think it's an incredibly important and, and notable thing. Like, you know, we were just talking a little bit ago about like the uh, the advancement of the the hotel bar and like how it's come back to be something that is you know, it's like kind of like a, a romantic you know uh, setting and well, the great thing about setting. hotel bars is that they have because I used to work when back when I was a chef I worked at you know some hotel restaurants and the thing that translates there is that there's a tremendous amount of budget that a standalone bar and or restaurant doesn't have so suddenly you can be Really beautiful decor, opulent, you know, light fixtures, whatever, all those little things that, you know, maybe a struggling sole proprietorship like you or I, that's, that's you know, we have to really sit down and count our pennies where these guys are like, yeah, we rented, we were at full capacity this week, so we have an extra 10 grand to spend this month. I don't know, yeah. man. There's a lot of penny <laughs> counting well, still. Yeah, I mean, it's never, it's, you know, it's never beyond the, you know, you're not, you're not going to escape your auditors and your CPAs or anything, but like, you definitely, it's not as like, like we debate, I've been open for five years. This is the first year ever that we're going to have a vestibule outside. Yeah. And that little <laughs> tiny 240-square-foot room in the winter, every time someone opens the door, it drops by two degrees. Yeah. And we fought it and fought it and fought it because we couldn't afford it. And now we're like, we've got the $2,500. We're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, well. Um, <laughs> well, well, I was going to say, uh, um, that, is, that is a pretty cool point. Uh, <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty cold point. Um, uh-huh. uh, shit. Um, well, no, I was going to say is uh, I've, o- over the past few years, I've, I've hired quite a few newer bartenders. I think this is important to talk about. Yes. Newer bartenders who came from hotel bars who got in to, like, this bubble of, like, the cocktail bartending world uh, from, like, going in and working at hotel bars. Mm-hmm. And just, you can't work at a hotel bar, like a good one, a good hotel bar, that is, if you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. You know, so you you're, you're, you have to be able to talk, and this is... Like, if you and I piss somebody off, they leave. Yeah. But if you're a hotel bartender and you piss somebody off, they're going to their room. Yeah. <laughs> they're staying yeah, with they're you. they're still in your house. And, and, and you're still might, in your house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you really got to you be. might leave against your, your, your choices, but... As you might get fired, you know. Yeah, that's right. But like, I, th- I think that it's a really amazing thing because, like, one of the things when I was working at the the Lolo, one of the things that really drew me to doing that, I only did it for like three months or so. But the appealing thing to me was that I was talking to complete strangers. There, there like no regulars. Yeah, that's a little bit most weird. times in a, in a hotel bar. So that moment is the moment. And you typically don't have a second chance to, like, you know, rectify a situation. If you're a bad bartender, then you're a bad bartender in that person's mind forever. Yeah, don't. You know, that's one of their experiences at the hotel. So, like, there's a certain mentality, I think, uh, with a lot of the, the new bartenders that are coming up who work in hotel bars where it's, like, they're conditioned to, like, you know, be able to talk about like any like current events 
or topics or sports or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. maybe speak a couple of different languages sure. uh, on top of their, their native tongue, you know, and like I, then moving into like the cocktail bars, you know, like uh, a lot of us work at, you know, that's already they're already conditioned to have that level of customer service, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I think there, it's, I think it's, that's it's, very interesting. Yeah, the the sort of on the job training that you get at a hotel bar based on the sort of rarity of regulars and the total influx of people from all over the potentially world certainly prepares you to work in a more sort of like intimate or whatever cocktail nerdy ass bar like we work at. Yeah, I think that <laughs> I as, totally get what you're, as important what you're as... Because I'm always on the lookout for like what pool do I draw from when I want to hire someone next? Sure. Mm-hmm. Like I, I dipped my, 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 my line out there into the barista pool for a while. That was Those were great guys. But they just get trained by me, and then they realize they've got now a new tool, and they go off, and they leave me. <laughs> I'm trying to find people that I can keep longer. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that what you're saying, Damon, is totally true. Working in a hotel, your level of, like, your sense of hospitality has to be that much greater. Even sure. though it's so big in a lot of cocktail bars, it has to be that much more because you don't know who's walking in the door from what plane like i don't know what their flight was like but they're most likely very cranky you want to make them feel good and at home Mm -hmm. even more so than just like being at a neighborhood spot although we have been i've been really pleased with how much of a neighborhood spot it's been feeling like we do have our regulars like already it's It's pretty cool Yeah. yeah Yeah, I think that's kind of a different, the, the sort of weirdly different angle that you guys have. I keep mentioning the Nomad just because it's an uh, experiential thing that I have in, oh, yeah, in my pocket. Sure. But, like, I feel like the Nomad it draws an international crowd, and maybe kind of that's it. I don't know that a whole lot of folks who live in that neighborhood go to that bar. But you're in a neighborhood that people live in and function in and mm-hmm. are excited to have a new thing in. And you're drawing a crowd that may They've be flying in from Dubai. They've been watching that thing Dubai. get built for the last right. two years. So they, a lot of people will just pop in and be like, what just is curious. this? Yeah, what, what the hell yeah. happened here? <laughs> like, I live around the corner. What's all this noise? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you guys about? <laughs> yeah, you're like, Am I going to like this or I'm going to hate it? And I know that a lot of people, I think, initially hated it. They were just looking at it. They didn't get to come in and see what we actually do. They just see like a big new building. It looks like a fucking cruise ship from Miami <laughs> just landed at ground but uh that's amazing I, I think, wouldn't have even thought of that yeah yeah right? they've it's been like watching that, it for it's years, just like the same man. anticipation I have every time I see a, a new bar or restaurant or even boutique or whatever opening and it takes forever and there's you know paper in the windows I'm just waiting and waiting that's mm-hmm. that's a few months yeah I can't imagine living for a few years watching the river. yeah yeah from the ferry you can see it from I forget yeah, from far away. You can see that thing from very far away. It's big, is what she's saying. Yeah. It's big. 22 stories. Yeah. Yeah, it's 23. We do have a, an event space. Above fully, the bar. Fully outdoors. Yes, there are a couple staircases that go to the 23rd. Uh, 23rd floor. It's an outdoor space. Like, killer. I mean, of course, it's a killer view at the 22nd, but... Uh, if anybody's looking to book a really bougie wedding of some kind, <laughs> talk talk to our events department. Yeah, they will. Yeah, and it's fully outdoor up there. Is there it's a facility? Do you have a bar? Right Do you have? Now. Um, I mean, we aren't really working on getting a bar up there. Yes, since winter. It's a little a little chilly, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're gonna work on that. Get some 
Do people still hang out on the uh, the terrace yeah. this time of year? They come up to me with this like fearful look in their eyes. Can we go outside? Well, I mean, yes, <laughs> you can. We will not be doing table service out there, but yeah, people still are like getting their Instagram shots in around like 4:30 p.m. Everyone like vacates the indoors and is like catch the sunset. Yeah. yeah. Catching the the sunsets are still like every day. It's something different. It's pretty cool, but uh, yeah, you can take your drinks out there and, and when come back in. When fair weather is upon us, you will have table service out there. Yes. Is it big enough? Yes, it oh, is. Okay. It is. I thought it was just a walking large. terrace. No, no, no. We've got tables out there. We've got couches. We have little viewfinders. You can oh, look fun. At the skyline and stuff. Yeah, you have to come by. Um, but yeah, this summer is going to be big time. We really didn't know how busy we were going to be from the get-go. I mean, we opened on a Friday night, which already was maybe not the best decision. But, you know, we learned fast what we were able to handle and what we can't handle. So um, we're going to take all of that into the next outdoor season. Yeah. Figure it out. That's amazing. Um, what are t- tell us about some of the cocktails you have? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Uh, tell us about the root beer college fund. Ah, the college fund. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that one is done with the uh, Banks Golden Age, Cruise and Blackstrap, mm-hmm. and Smith and Cross. Just uh, yeah. a little sneaky Smith and Cross in there. Yeah, <laughs> just to give it a little funk. Yeah, little tiki bitters, velvet falernum, root beer, and cream, cinnamon on top. Looks like a root beer float. You got a little cute paper straw. <laughs> Those very paper photogenic straws. Very and delicious. Uh, I think my favorite one, which has been on since we opened in the summer, is a Dolores Royale, which is really funny because people are ordering it even more now because of Westworld. And they're uh, like, oh, Dolores. Like, uh. I'm like, no. It's here before Westworld, but it's a it's a sparkling cocktail. Over my head, I don't know what that is. Oh. I haven't seen it. I've been. It's on my list of shows to watch whenever I have fucking five minutes to sit down and watch TV. It's fine, but people love it. I mean, the, the show, the yeah, drink yeah. is fantastic. The drink better be fantastic. <laughs> What's in it? Uh, that one has. Uh, it's topped with kava. We've got a little mezcal. Damon loves a royale. Mm-hmm. Mezcal. Wait, mezcal and cava? Oh, all right, now mm-hmm. I'm in. <laughs> mezcal, Amontillado sherry, uh, a little of the Hanger One mandarin blossom. Mm-hmm. And yeah. are you picturing it? Apricot yeah. liqueur, <laughs> yeah. lime, yeah. agave. It's pretty dry, but it's got like the fruit notes to it and the smoke and the nuttiness from that. Super fun. Sherry. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. It's. I'm kind of a crusher, yeah. yeah. It's kind of a crusher. What's your, what's your favorite thing to play around with nowadays? Like ingredient, uh, whether it be potable or not? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was having a lot of fun with the whole uh, Amari thing. Because as much as I love bitters... Get off my yard, lady. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I really got to explore a lot of new ones that I had never seen before. Like our beverage director threw a bunch of bottles at me and was like, here, play with these. And oh, that's it's mean. Been, it's been <laughs> bottles at you? you should have kicked them I, out. No, I dodged them. I was good. <laughs> no, finding some cool stuff there. So that's been fun to look at. I don't know. 
I I get this weird distant look in my eye, and I stare at the back bar, and everyone's like, "Oh no, what's she doing?" <laughs> what's I mean? <laughs> I'll yeah, play with anything really. Let's delve into that a little bit. You were at PDT for five years. You were at mm-hmm. Booker for two. I, mm-hmm. I worked with you at Booker for a, a short moment. Yeah. Um, and those are two pretty different styles. PDT has a lot of like prep work, a lot of like syrups infusions, mm-hmm. things like that, fat washing, etc. Yeah. Booker, of course, just insane with prep work. Yeah. Um, and then you went off to Little Park, which is much more sort of relaxed. And then yeah. now you're at this. Where do you incorporate those and where do you leave them behind? What, what's well, your... I, I find that at least with the like heavy prep work, try to keep it a little bit more minimal since it's such a big production, like such a big space and it gets so nutty and people are in and out. And I just want to, I'm trying to ease everybody into it right now. But uh, I think... PDT-wise, my influences show in that I'm looking at sometimes a little bit strange ingredients, kind of weird pairings. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll sit down and taste a couple different things and write a little, like, flavor tree, like, oh, I taste this. And then that's when I stare at the back bar, like, like kind of a crazy person, and just look at each bottle, <clears throat> like, where would that one fit in? Or maybe there's this new ingredient on the market, can I get a bottle of that? And try some stuff out. Um, I also have a, a very dry palette, which Dave Arnold uh, makes fun of me endlessly about, because whenever <laughs> he would hand me a drink to taste, I would say, oh, I don't know, what's, it's too sweet. It's kind of sweet, Dave. So whenever he hands me a drink now, he's like, I know it's too sweet, but just try it. Tell me about it. <laughs> like, um, so I, I tend to lean towards some drier stuff and lately I've been trying to push the sweet thing it's like root beer floats and well that's up at the bar right yeah. uh, so down in the restaurant you probably have drier things drier I things do, I think go yeah. better with food yes um, we I don't have, want to have dessert in a glass while I'm eating an entree yeah um, we have some cool stuff down there with uh, like what's what's a popular one the Fellini reference which is a other tequila cocktail with some Campari, Nardini, like really bitter forward, but uh, sweetened it's called up the, a little. It's called the Fellini reference? Yeah. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> I was already rattling that around in my mind. I was like, that's brilliant. <laughs> you know, a little allspice dram on there, so you get that wintry, clovey mm-hmm. smell, but uh, which is a thing I stole from PDT. I remember there was a drink. I can't remember what drink it was, but we were spraying allspice dram on it, and I thought that was the coolest thing. And then something I drew from Booker and Dax that I've used in the past at uh, these places is uh, acid-adjusting your orange juice. Oh, yeah. It's, like, my favorite thing. I think it's the best thing that came out of Booker and Dax. It's so cool. Because, like, whenever I see orange in a cocktail, I don't want to go there. Nope. Yeah. Sounds flabby and sweet and weird. Yeah. But if it has orange juice in it, it's going to just taste like orange juice. Yeah, unless you put lime juice in it, and then, okay, I'm also tasting lime juice, and I don't have the orange flavor, which I also, I guess, don't really want, but... You want that flavor. You just don't want that flabby sweetness. Yeah, yeah, So the acid, that's... Love acid. Yeah, just for, hey, for, for we for, all love acid. We all, for, love all right. For everybody listening, what she's talking about is is the team at Booker and Dex. Were, were you there when that happened? That was on the orange. Yeah. What was it called the Orange Julius? Mm-hmm. There was a drink on the menu of Booker and Dex called the Orange Julius, where they acid adjusted orange juice to have the same pH level as lime juice. Mm-hmm. So you had this tart as fuck orange juice that still tasted like orange juice, and it changed the whole game of orange juice and drinks. In like, my opinion, like yuzu or like kind of like. 
close no, to that. No, it's still or orange like, juice. No, but I mean, it like, just like, gives you that, like, but that, yeah. In the back. My mouth's watering talking about it. Like, it yeah. made it sour, but still all of its orange flavor. They also did it with uh, cool. grapefruit juice for a couple of drinks. Yeah. Which you'd think grapefruit's already there, but if you use different acids too, they react well, plus, differently. Frankly, plus different grapefruits, pink versus white. There's yeah. lots, lots of variation. I can see that too. That, I think, is one of the more brilliant things that came out of the Booker Index pantheon. Yeah. So once I get that spins all, fingers crossed. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> I'm waiting on mine too. <laughs> I don't know what I'll do with it, but <laughs> I'm going to make some clarify tomorrow's. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, use it in your kitchen, your kitchen life. That's right. I could use it Take for some way out notice. of some stuff. Yeah. Uh,. That's awesome, uh, and so you're having a great time. You're yeah. you're drawing from your former influences, which we all do, of course, yeah. and it's showing up on the menu. And the big the big question, I guess, here the big reveal: people are enjoying. <laughs> yes, there they we go. Are. Cool. <laughs> Everything is not getting sent back, which is a super good sign. Cool. That's typically a good sign. Yeah, yeah. if the if stuff's the and they what's even a better sign is if they order the second one. Yeah, yeah of the same sure. thing. Yeah, yeah. then you totally. know they really liked it. It's so fun when. Uh, People get adventurous out of nowhere. You know, they, they have this idea of what a rooftop bar is. They're at a the hotel, time. man. Or, they, yeah. They get weird. Yeah. Well, you, you know. Get a room, you know. You get a lot of the, like, <laughs> Tito Soda, Tito Soda. But, like, Limerita. Yeah. You get, like, it's very wine-heavy at Luca, so a lot of people wine, like, they have their wine. But uh, sometimes they get a little bit adventurous. They see the stuff that's going out, and they're like, you know what? Let me, let me try a cocktail. What do you think? And then... They're they're getting adventurous. It's cool to see people going from their Tito soda. How closely to like a drink. how closely do you work with Andrew Carmelini and or the kitchen to make the drinks kind of pair with the food? Um, like like honestly, if I came in tonight, which I can't because I work. Sorry, Damon. <laughs> um, is there a dish that's that a drink is designed for, or vice versa? Not, no. not not the whole thing, of course. But like, is there definitely you're like I made this one for that dish? No, not necessarily. I think that we find out after the fact. Um, I'm useless in the kitchen <laughs> i just go in to like steal their ingredients and ask them where the microplanes are at and like, <laughs> generally get in the way but they're so sweet everyone like i'll bring drinks that i'm working on to the kitchen either to ac or to chef rico or chef connor and they are like endlessly supportive and helpful Right. It's very cool to be like, oh, you know, like I really, this is very cool. This would be really good with that, and like, I'm like, all right, give it to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> give me, like, where where do I find that? Which refrigerator? Because sure. we have eight billion refrigerators in that that building. But yeah, um, so pretty closely, um, I guess, leading up to. So there's a lot of collaboration between you and the kitchen, but you don't necessarily try and design drinks to meet food or. Food no, no, no. I mean, I'm definitely designing drinks that won't stomp all over the flavors of the food and things sure. that will naturally go with them. But I'm not thinking of uh, one particular dish. Like I'm not like, oh, the Malfadini. I need to do something that pairs really well with the broccoli rob. And like, oh, ugh. like I don't get so super nitty gritty. But we've got, like, a spritz on the menu that could be really nice to start in the beginning. And then we have something done with, like, Great King Strength Scotch that would be really great with any of the desserts or even just on its own at the end. Like, of course. Yeah, things that kind of, I don't know, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I ask those questions because, of course, my, my background being in the, in the kitchen mm-hmm. and then my current, you know, dabblings in the kitchen when I do two weeks' notice, um, which is on the 18th if anyone wants tickets, they're still available. <laughs> um, uh, but I think very hard about that when I do these things. Yeah. Um, but I don't get to think about it at all because we don't serve any food at Amore for the menu. So yeah. it's like, it's a lost on me. It's cool. Well, I had never, but you, I had do, never do you, done that before, but when I was jumping into the little park thing that was my first time thinking about cocktails with a meal right because we always think about them as being before or after like well what about the during and can things go with your entree or yeah most people will go to wine it's a very normal yeah thing to want to get a wine pairing (laughs) but i think i think that a cocktail cocktail pairing is cool too yeah what about you, David? You do any of that stuff uh, at uh, Grand Armory? You pair drinks with food, or you uh, at least consider it when you're making drinks? I consider it. Um, I don't really. I'm same. I don't. I don't like make any one cocktail to go with sure. any one dish. But like, if it's if we if we're doing an event where it's like a, uh, a course out meal, uh, then of course I, I will. Yeah. Um, and it's not always a cocktail. It's you know just. It, it it can be like sometimes it's like a cider that's like yeah have this cider and 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 this sherry like side by side for this one course yeah is a pairing I love that both work yeah that's but, cool you know but yeah typically uh, I mean they complement each other but they're they're not meant to go with each other all sure. the time still standalone both because yeah at the same time it's like if I had a really like I don't really I don't like sour beers me either. Ugh. But like, fuck you guys. But but hey, no no, <laughs> you, you you dropped the f bomb too quickly. I'm sorry. Um, can we do that? Is that allowed? No, we're, we can say fuck all we want. <laughs> it's definitely doable. Yeah, <laughs> but like like if I'm if I'm having some like like fatty or rich dish that like if someone pairs a like a, a really crazy sour beer with it and it works with the dish, then I'm like, all right. I'm drinking this sour beer because it's working with this, but right. I'm not necessarily going to drink that sour beer on its own. You know yeah, what I mean? I totally get it, yeah. Uh, sour beer is so good with food, I found. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's the only so time I really good. had it. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm a big fan of situational eating and drinking. So. As am I. We've, <laughs> yeah, we've talked about that a hundred times. Hey, Same. so are you, um, are you, you're behind the bar, right? I am. Cool. Five nights a week. Oh my god! Yeah. So, so we we That's basically a lot of nights a week. Yeah. We can just uh, we can just pretty much show up anytime and you're there, right? Yeah. It's hard to find me sometimes. People go immediately to the rooftop and they don't realize I'm downstairs or vice versa. Or sometimes I'm in the office. I will not go to the rooftop because I have vertigo. So <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll meet you downstairs. It's, in, it's inside. We'll be fine. It's not the same. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna go check you out. Um, Please do. Everyone, go to. Sierra, good buddy, Ann Remsen over at the William Vale. Um, yeah, do you have a website you want to plug real fast, or do you know it? Do you care? Um, I don't necessarily. I think williamvale.com if you want to look at <laughs> Everybody's some, got the internet. They like, can find you. fairs if, or whatever you call it, like rates, yeah, it's, room it's rates. The, it's the, the williamvale.com. Yeah. Uh, um, the only William. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm usually behind the bar at Luca on Fridays and Saturdays. You can have the full dinner menu at the bar. Oh yeah, that's my rad. style. Yeah, so. Yeah, and I'm off every other Friday and Saturday. Are you off this Friday, Damon? 
Man, I'm never off on Fridays. Yeah, okay. Come on. Come have some pizza. <laughs> I'll be out late, but whatever. Hey, what time do you guys close? What are your hours? Um, at Luca, I think on Friday and Saturday, our kitchen is open until midnight. That's nice. So that's kind of good. Uh, Westlight on the weekends, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, open until 2. Okay. That's so great. yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah, Friday works. Those, those yeah. are some great. Those are some great hours. Yeah, let's maybe go. try and swing over for a drink on Friday. Sounds good. I'll come get you at Grand Army. Sweet. Hi, I'm Jordan Silbert, founder and CEO of Q Drinks. We're proud to support the Speakeasy. At Q Drinks, we make spectacular carbonated mixers, crafted to mix with your favorite spirits. Based right here in Brooklyn, we're available nationally in six flavors, including Q Tonic Water for spectacular gin and tonics and Q Ginger Beer for spectacular Moscow mules. I started the company after a night in my backyard with good gin, really good friends, and lousy tonic water. I realized the world needed better mixers, so I made them. Q Drinks uses real ingredients, a lot less sugar, and a lot more carbonation. The result? Clean, crisp, spectacular beverages that bring out the best in your favorite spirits. Using Q Drinks, it's easy to create terrific drinks with just two pours. One to two ounces of your favorite spirit and three to four ounces of Q poured over ice in a highball glass. It's simple and spectacular. Q Drinks. Make your drink spectacular. All right, we're going to wrap up this show. Great talking to you, Anne. Um, next Thanks. week, we got another awesome person going to be in here who's going to, who's uh, involved in a new opening, Sarah Morsey. Uh, currently, well, I guess formerly, I guess her last shift was like last night last or the night before. Mm-hmm. Was it last night? Last night, yeah. Formerly of uh, Dear Irving, um, and you know, same bar that we had Tom Richter in here. He works there as well. Um, and Sarah's opening up a new project down on the Bowery, and she's going to come in and talk all about that. And possibly, I'm talking her into coming over and doing a happy hour with you at uh, Grand Army afterwards. Killer. So stay tuned for that. And we might be joined at the same time. Um, I've got both of these ladies online. Uh, we might be joined at the same time by Kimmy Winkler, who is the ah. New York City um, brand representative for Novofoco Cachaca. And she's from Oklahoma. And she's in Oki. <laughs> um, so we might tie those two things together and do a Novofoco Cachaca happy hour with Sarah Morsi and Kimmy Winkler at Grand Army Bar after the show next week on the 21st of December. Cool. And we'll probably talk about Christmas. We'll probably... You know what? We should... We should... <laughs> we should... Uh, we should probably make some eggnog or some Tom and Jerry's. Ah, Tom and Jerry's. Sorry. <laughs> I got I was, really excited. I was, I was just thinking that, you know, they, they say that the sweet spot for uh, for aging uh, an eggnog is seven days. That's what I typically heard. So we could make one on air one week and then taste a week later. I kind of like that idea. Also, you know that we tasted, uh, this is a total side comment, but we can talk about this next week. You know that we tasted last year... Nick, Nick Bennett's yeah. two-year-aged, yeah. non-refrigerated eggnog. I survived eggnog. that, too. Yeah. <laughs> and we tasted, obviously, the year before that, the one-year-aged. He aged more of it. He, aged, he yeah. kept half of it and aged it for two years. Then he made a new one that's now a year old for this year, but he made enough to do a two-year and a three-year non-refrigerated Ugh. aged eggnog. He's trying to kill us what all. What a psychopath. Super, super <laughs> crazy. Anyway. Um, cool. What a great show. Yeah, this has been fun. And thank yeah. you so much. Uh, I, I haven't seen you in a while, but I know... I understand yeah. that you've been very busy. <laughs> no one's seen me in a very long time. Yeah. 
Well, but you can. But now we can. Now you know where. Now to we know where to fight. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that's it for the speakeasy this week. Uh, until the next week, uh, go check out HeritageRadioNetwork.org for many programs like this. Click on the beating heart to donate. Uh, now's the time of year for giving. You know what yeah, I mean? Give it up. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So until next week, uh, I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Souther Teague. And uh, am she- I supposed to say hi? Yeah, you're supposed to like, raise the glass. Cheers. Cheers. This cheers, is the part man. where we're cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. 